Heritage Church in Tacoma. For additional podcasts or information on service times and upcoming events, please visit us online at www.explorecrc.com. You can tell, obviously, by the title of this series that we are focusing on the dark side of Christmas. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Okay, that was loud. <laughs> Have you noticed the whole world is going nuts over Star Wars? Have you noticed that? I've noticed that too. Spoiler alert, I'll just tell you right now, Spock dies in the end. <laughs> Have you looked at Facebook and you see all these people posting their uh, lightsabers or they're in the movie theater and their they're, uh, Princess Leia buns? So here, here we go. For all of you people out there, you're weird, we know. You don't like Star Wars. I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> I could do this all day long. <laughs> okay. Begin now, I shall. Christmas has a dark side. Yes, it does. It does, it does. And for the last two weeks, I've been uh, trying to help us get on track so that hopefully this Christmas... We could have a great Christmas. This Christmas, the focus would be right, the attitude would be right, and the outcome would be amazing. So obviously, for that to happen, you've got to start with the right biblical perspective, right? Seeing Christmas the right way, the biblical perspective. So the first week, our focus was two things. God is holy, so we need to embrace the purity of Christmas. Christmas should not be um, uh, tainted and ruined by all that other stuff that does. So we need to be careful. Keep Christmas uh, pure and holy. God is Emmanuel, so embrace the presence of Christmas. The greatest message in the whole world is that Jesus came to live among us. He came for all of the world. So that was our focus week one. Week two, the focus was God is love, so embrace the joy of Christmas. That's the foundation of our joy. Joy in the midst of hard times and good times. It's the fact that God loves me. He loves me, and that gives me great joy. And then God is good, so we embrace the generosity of Christmas. Nobody is more generous than the Lord. And our focus was, what are you asking God for? What are you going to him for? What are you praying about? Because God is generous. He has everything and he's willing to share it. So today, our focus is this, these two things. God is faithful, so we must embrace the future of Christmas. And number two, God is coming soon, so we must embrace the hope of Christmas. So let's take a few minutes and look at these two. Jeremiah 33 Three, Jeremiah laid out for us one of the most incredible 
promises of God that you'll ever find in Scripture. This is the one that you want to write down, take hold of, put them in your refrigerator. You can live your life by this. It says this, Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. There's absolutely nothing greater than hearing God's voice. Have you ever... um, been missing someone and longing to hear from them and and haven't heard from them in a long time and then when you finally do connect with them you say something like this oh it's so great to hear your voice have you felt that that's that longing i think in our heart i i felt that this um past summer when my oldest son addison was the first time going away from home for that extended period of time by himself went off to europe and we hadn't heard from we hadn't heard from and I knew that Joy was just on all-out panic because she'd said to me about 75 times, are you going to call Addison? Are you going to call Addison? And so we finally called him, and just to, I could tell instantly by the sound of his voice, he was okay, <laughs> he was fine, he was enjoying himself, having a great time, but it was so great to hear his voice. And God speaks to us. Do you know that God speaks to us? The primary way that God speaks to us is through the scriptures. He speaks to us through the written word of God. That is the number one way God speaks. Do you want to hear his voice? Do you need to hear something from God? Then dive into the Bible because that's where you're going to find it. And here's another one that I think a lot of people don't understand and kind of trips them up is that the second most important or most common way that God speaks to us is through people. God speaks to us through people all the time. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will come upon a person, maybe your father or your mother or your friend or co-worker, and they will say something, and it just pierces your heart. And you go, wow. You say, wow, that, was, that, was, that wasn't you talking. That was God speaking to me. God speaks through people. I think that, that this is so true and so relevant that God is actually speaking right now through me. That's not a thing of pride or, or, or any, any kind of statement about me. I'm nothing. But God is speaking through me to you as we gather in his church. So listen carefully. Listen to this. Because God is faithful, God is faithful, we are able to embrace the future of Christmas. Christmas is not one and done. Oh, sure, Christmas in 2015 will end in a few days. But Christmas is always ongoing, looking to the future. The fact that Jesus came and died for us and rose again in the resurrection tells us he's not done yet. He's coming back. There's something unfinished about Christmas. It keeps on going. It's looking at the future. Christmas of future. Yes, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He was born of a virgin. But that wasn't the end of the story. That isn't the end of the story. The story keeps going. It's future. Jeremiah said it so beautifully. It's one of my favorite passages in Jeremiah 29. He said this. Maybe you've heard this before. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. 
plans to give you hope and future. Isn't that great? The great, powerful words. God is making plans to give you hope and future. Let that sink in. God is making plans to give you hope and future. God wants you to believe that better is on its way. Better is coming for you. Better is on its way. Yes, there are struggles. Yes, there are hard things that we have to go through, and God works in all of those things. But nothing about Christmas says more of better than Jesus being born and coming to earth, telling us that everything better is coming. Better health. Better love life, better grades, better career, better income, better opportunities, better friends, better encounters, better emotions, better parenting, better sex, better... R2D2 agrees with me. Better transportation, better worship, better prayer meetings, better community groups, Better is in the works, it's in the plans. God is right now in the process of creating plans for you to make 2016 better. Because he's so faithful, we have a future to embrace. Because he's faithful. Listen to this. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. And listen to this. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Do you know that even when we are unfaithful to God, he is faithful in return to us? Even when we're unfaithful. Second Timothy said that if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. God is faithful even when you can't see it. Mount Rainier is my favorite thing in all of Washington, and my favorite place in all of Washington is paradise. I, I think I could live at paradise if they'd let me. And the mountain always reminds me of God's faithfulness because we live in wonderful Washington, and it rains every day of the year. There are many days where you don't see the mountain. You can't see it. It's covered in clouds. But nobody panics and says, oh my gosh, Mount Rainier's gone. Where is the mountain? Oh no, the mountain. It's there. You can't see it. Except when a clear day comes. We call that in Washington a Mount Rainier day. You can see the mountain. God is faithful even if you can't see it. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that your future 
is bad? Do you think that your future is grim? That there's nothing for you in the future? Do you believe that bad things are going to happen to you in your future? Do you think that 2016 is going to be sort of like 2015 with no improvement, no victory? If you think that, then your perspective is all wrong. Maybe you can't see it now, but God is at work to give you a hope and a future. And it's amazing. You have to have the right perspective. Better is on the way. This second truth goes hand in hand with the first one, that God is coming soon, and it gives us the ultimate hope. If the fact that our future looks bright in Christ gives us hope, the fact that Jesus is coming again is the ultimate hope. Because when Jesus returns, everything is going to be made right. All the wrongs are made right when Jesus returns. That's our ultimate hope. That day will come and all suffering will end. If Christmas tells me anything at all, it tells me that Jesus came just so that he could return again and take us with him. Listen to these encouraging words from 1 Thessalonians. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God. First the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet him in the air. And then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. We never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. I wrote out this verse and put it on my desk because I think I've been literally living it out over the last seven years. This physical body that I have feels like it's dying and decaying away. And so I know that it won't last forever. And I know some of you suffer and we're we're suffering together. But these are momentary troubles. And they compare nothing with the glory that we will have, that we will share with Christ when he returns. These struggles will not last forever. How can we be so confident about that? Because we know that Jesus is coming soon. He's going to return. I don't know when he's going to return. But I do know this. He said he would. And he's faithful. He keeps all of his promises. I wish I had the time today to go into all of the stories of how God has kept his promise to Joy and I. 
is God has made many promises to us as Christians, but also to us specifically as a couple. God has made promises to John and Joy, and he has always come through on his promises. Every single time. There is nothing that I could say God has been unfaithful to me. Nothing. He has always been faithful and always does what he says he'll do. And he said he's coming back for me and for you. The hope of Christmas is future. There's no hope for yesterday. There's no grace for last week. It's all future. It's today and tomorrow. It's in the future, that hope and grace. It's all future. Christmas is forward thinking. It's forward thinking because that's where God is and that's where his will is. You know what my personal hope is? My hope for myself is that in 2016, I will be the best father that I've ever been in my whole life. The best husband I've ever been, the best pastor that I've ever been, the best friend that I've ever been, because God is with me, and he's doing something, he's made a plan for my life, and it's all good. All of it's good. That doesn't get you excited. I don't know what does. Future is great. The future is prosperous, and so is yours. Do you know that? I know you, you struggle with your career, and you struggle with what should I do, and where should I go, and should I do this or do that, and I know you struggle with your kids, and is this going to happen, and is that going to happen, and will they be okay here and what's going to happen in there struggle in your relationships what's our marriage going to be like next year what are things going to be like maybe your business are we going to be able to achieve this and do this and what is 2016 going to look like and I'll tell you what right now get this God has already planned it out and it's all planned out to give you hope and future. To prosper you. To prosper you. That, to me, is what makes Christmas great. Not the presents. I love giving gifts. I love getting gifts. Who doesn't? The gathering of family and the food and the tree and the lights and all the stuff that we do, it's all great. We're going to go to Star Wars tomorrow. Everybody but Joy. She's a hater. Pray for her. Maybe, honey, you should go see a girl movie with your friends. She just doesn't get Star Wars. I, on the other hand, I'm a loyal follower. <laughs> all that stuff is great. It is. I'm not downing on all that. And I'm not saying that we should just uh, 
climb into our prayer closet and, and just wait for the Lord to return. <laughs> There's a ton of work that needs to be done. And we're not just going to sit by and wait for Jesus to return. There are millions of people that need to hear about his love. But I'll tell you what, we can do that work with a whole lot of courage and faith. Knowing that what God has planned for Canyon Ridge next year is better than what it was in 15. To go forward, to move forward, and to press against the gates of hell. So, get a hold of this. Grab a hold of this. Because this is what will make Christmas great this year. Not whether or not you have this or that. It's this right here. And God is speaking to you about it this morning. Sometimes what you've got to do with truth like this is you've got to take hold of it and make it yours. Just hearing it and doing nothing with it will do no good to you. You have to take hold of it. Take action on it. And you know what that means? The next time something doesn't turn out great on your whole your Christmas plans, you remember this. And you think about, you dream about, you ask God about his plans for you that are future. His plans of hope and prosperity. Share with me those plans, Lord. I want to follow in that. And let that be your focus. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you so much and we stand before you today and just thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your word and for truth and for hope and for life that you love us and that great things are planned for us. Lord, we know that life can throw a curveball and that there is tragedy and there is hardship, but even in all of that, Lord, we believe you are right there with us and nothing can separate us from your love and that we are more than conquerors in you Lord I ask right now that you would strengthen the minds of your people plant with inside their mind the truths of your word And let that guide them through life. Not their circumstances, not their emotions, not what they see, but what they believe. And I pray it in Jesus' name, amen.